Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. This is probably like episode, what, 42? I Maybe. I think it was like 42 or 43. Something like that. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, all right, we're back. It's Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy I'm holidays. Not gonna sing. I'm not going to sing anymore. I can't really sing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... We're done with school, basically. So, how's your break going so far? My break's, my break's going well. Um, teacher told us to take a week off for continuing production on the uh, good old films. So, that's great. I'm enjoying my week off. I technically have four weeks off, but uh, animation production takes 50 years. So, got to get to that grindstone early. Um, I'll be spending the next couple weeks just working on backgrounds as I enlisted you in this uh, procedure. Yeah. So this will be fun. One moment. You getting a call? Yes, I am. Yeah, so my, mine's pretty been decent, I think. Overall, I just like seeing a project work is probably still the same about this over here. Where I don't, where I probably only have to do backgrounds and like a bit of touch up on animation, but it's not that much. It's more of just the coloring is going to be a pain in the ass because some of the lines didn't connect when I initially drew them. So me converting all of my uh, vector lines down to uh, rastered lines is just a pain in the ass because like it, my program has steps, so I have to convert it all down to raster lines, then merge those lines down into um, into uh, to a uh, rastered mm -hmm. layer. Yes, yeah. So I could just use rasterize layer. Yeah, so I could use a fill tool and whatnot. But sometimes it's a pain in the ass because like. For the fill tool, like there, there's not enough layers for the colors, so it, what it ends up being is that some of the colors, like the, for the like the high, dark and highlights, will be colored the same line because it's a fill bucket replace tool. So you can put over the one color and then we'll place all that color on the on the thing, which you, is really you, nice. You use clipping mask, right? No. I I prefer that. But well, that's a, oh this is well this is for like just straight animation. Oh, right? for straight. Sure, okay. it's, it's not it's not for um backgrounds. Backgrounds oh. I always like hand paint so, like yeah like freehand dry. It. Oh wow, because like I I just, for what I do is like for textures like I choose like a brush and like spread out like the the grain digitally. Mm -hmm. But I typically just like okay I'll I'll fill it in with the bucket tool for the flat color first and then I'll add like highlights and like shit texture and like depth to it. Right. And that's yeah. what I usually do. Yeah, I mean, like, when it comes to backgrounds, it's just, like, I, I'm i such a fucking, like, I'm so dedicated to just making all the details in the background, and it takes up all my time, and, like, my friend, my friends at college always comment, it's like, you have so many fucking lines in your background, I know. and I'm like, okay, yeah. A lot of times, like, what be, what's more popular nowadays is, like, lineless backgrounds, which is yeah, fine, Yeah. but, like, even at that point, like, though, you still have need to make the initial lines to do it anyway, so they're yeah. already there. They're just hidden. Yeah, ex exactly. Like, I have a problem where I don't really use, like, a textured brush or anything like that. I just use the straight normal brush. Yeah, and then you add, like, a gradient for, like, yeah. a sh like a slow shadow and whatnot. Right, or I just make it, like, yeah, or I just make it a different color, and I'll yeah. be like, that's, that's all I need. Because you do definitely need to, like, I mean... You do need to like differentiate it from the actual animated character, or else it'll look like they'll blend in, which is yeah. Kind of a that's problem. the thing. Is just like okay, so the reason like what how my stuff works is like okay has the, like the one point five pixel outline, and then all the backgrounds are like no lines, like so you, yeah. you're, you're drawing the attention to the actual character instead of like the background instead. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's kind of like the hell of a boss situation where the background is more interesting than the actual characters. Yeah, and, you're kind of like, and uh -oh. like 
are they coming out with a part two finale or yeah so they're gonna they just like they basically announced season two okay they they showed they, a, they, they showed, sh- a, they showed a trailer i remember seeing that yeah. but i was like did they did they announce like the last episode no. yet no and i was just like i know they did like the part one finale yeah they did there was part one and then they just came out with the trailer like hey we're gonna do a season two and i'm like oh okay well yeah. i'm not worried about the season finale now yeah. i mean uh, I mean, it does well. It trends like any time it comes out. Yeah. They get like millions of views. They really, they really kicked it out of. They really yeah. knocked it out of the park, which I'm really glad about. Um, but smiling friends, though. Yeah, smiling friends. Dude, least. I saw the trailer for that, and like everything looks really well done. Which just, quest? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's just totally unfair. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh no, it's not my hair. It's an exposed nerve ending. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. Uh, uh, is it okay? They is it okay that we gave him all the sleeping pills? Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's no nothing bad ever had sleeping pills. That's just gonna be the wonders. I actually listed, I put us a comment underneath their trailer video for Adult Swim, and I said it's gonna be pretty funny when this wins like an Emmy, yeah, television award. Yeah, God, I love Adult Swim, dude. Nice. Yeah, Adult Swim is pretty good for like just animation in general. I do yeah. think that like, if you're looking for something new to watch, Adult Swim is probably the best place. Yeah, them and Netflix do a pretty good job. I honestly feel like Netflix for me, like, has just provides that sort of cool like middle ground where it's like it's either kind of it's not too edgy, but it's like more adult. It's more adult. I don't know. It's than... like I don't think Netflix is good at making its own IPs. I don't. No, no, you're right. I think if you're looking for like a, something new, like brand new IPs, look for Adult Swim. If you're looking for like good at like good adaptations, I think I'm, like Netflix is pretty decent. Yes. What I should I let me rephrase it. They have good they've got good series that other like DreamWorks and uh, other series have made that they posted on there. I yeah, should, yeah, I like should other say. other like Yes. Because Netflix is more of like the sort of like third person, like, yeah. oh we pay you to this one time fee to get your series on to here. Yes. And then we'll distribute it. Yeah. But anything merchandising, that kind of stuff. They've got good you. stuff on there. Yeah. They didn't make it. It's just, they, that's a, oh, that's something I have a big, big problem with Netflix in general, just because like we, we, I say this a lot. We're just like Netflix originals is such a bad term. Cause a lot of the stuff yeah. isn't original. It's Netflix bought slash produced. Yeah. I mean, that's so it's much pre- it, the money's backed by Netflix, but it wasn't intentionally made exclusively made for as an original idea i mean that's literally like every streaming service to be honest with you though it's like a disney original it's like they didn't really i mean well i, I mean lucasfilm disney, like a disney plus original like the hawkeye series like that kind of stuff like yeah that's an original idea technically well it's marvel it's well yeah but disney owns marvel it's one of those it, things that's where the it's, thing you know? where it's like they they're own the license. taking these they're, they're putting these productions like adaptation wise into their own like spin onto it but like Netflix is just kind of like this the leasing kind of person where it's like oh we'll pay pay you this certain amount of money to right, make yeah. this and put it on our site but you can distribute it like onto television and whatnot right yeah. and that's my problem just like these are these aren't like original ideas that they're IPs that they're making yeah, they're kind of like your, you slap you're slapping your, your logos on. onto this over here and I just think it's just disingenuous to like everyone who works on the production but it does bring like a certain like devil's advocate to a certain degree of like quality yeah it's kind of like how. I guess like the best way like I'm thinking of it, it's like kind of like uh, like video games when a co- when a corporation like maybe like EA. Yeah, with, so the like, publisher versus the developer. Yeah, that, to publisher yeah. and developers are completely two different things. Yeah, the developer are the actual makers of the game. The publisher puts it up online. So like people like for example, um, Chucklefish was the publisher for Stardew Valley, but Concerned Ape developed it. Yes, and then like EA, and then uh, who was the one who made Apex? I forget the name. Who, who developers of Apex? I forget, but yeah, I mean, like 
EA claims like, oh yeah, we did it, but it's like no, no they they published the game. They published it. It might be a subsidiary game studio of EA, but EA yeah. is very just the most the more the brand publishing yeah. kind of thing. I've never like besides like it's well games games companies nowadays is like oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's like with Activision, it's like oh my God. Well, um, so it's like every all the industry's been like that. It's been misogynist as I sell. Like yeah. you, you got to realize that this is. It just because like people just brought it to light. This yeah. is happening like in every single industry, no that's matter a, what. That's a sad truth. Fuck, man. Exactly. And that's why I'm an animator. Nothing goes wrong there. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, the industry is always fucked up. Like there's yeah. no good way to say about this. You just yeah. need to make sure that things are properly put in place, security measures and whatnot. Yeah. Be a dude. I guess that's the best way to go about it. Yeah, be- just be a standard human being. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Just life be nice, lessons. Be a nice person. But. Um, but we also did finish watching the uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City oh, movie. Oh, that was so yeah. Movie. Okay, so let's see. Uh, let's start with like a rating. I guess one out of ten. I mean, I'd say solid five at best. Yeah, I would say like a four. <laughs> the effects and like the set designs are really well done, but the whole entire story is a absolute gobbledygook of a mess. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just like they try it was literally just a cash grab i i feel like it was just they no i don't think it was even that of a cash grab because like who the fuck would see this movie you're right besides yeah. resident evil fans yeah. and there's a very small finite amount of us that would see this movies multiple times because hmm. this had a theatrical release and there weren't a lot of people in that theater when i initially went no probably not there weren't a lot of people no yeah it's like we were talking about this throughout the movie like this is so like there was a scene where they had the different keys for the in the in so in the two remake like you had to find these keys there was the heart key the club key yeah for and, the police station and the spade i think it was the spade key um and oh no clover key um yeah the clubs uh and so we were like saying like okay but like if you hadn't played any like of the remake or or like or the original, original two, it's like who the fuck who, would know this? What who this would is? know anything? And that's the like thing; this. it's a reference. I don't think it legitimately had any purpose. No, it did. They literally could have put like a big, like large umbrella key, like umbrella yeah. logo on the end of it, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's an umbrella key." She she uses the key once, and then like that was Dumps it. it. Yeah, that was it. There was no point. Yeah, so I think what we came away from this is that they really should just either stick to the games. Or do don't do it at all because when I talked about it to you initially, I was like, okay, you're gonna really see like where this movie is strong and where it's really really yeah. weak. The weakness is in the story, obviously, but right. where it's yeah. strong is a good like cinematic lighting and good like over decent acting between each character. CG was pretty decent at times, and CG was pretty decent as well. But I think you would agree with me where initially when Alpha Team goes to find Bravo in the forest. That's where the movie should have started, and they should have done Resident Evil One straight absolutely. through. Yeah, absolutely. When they're up in the, <clears throat> when they are up in the helicopter, um, and they try to figure things out, like that's that's perfect. Like that's like yeah, that's great. Start there. Um, and that's like around the thirty minute mark in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like 30, 45 minute mark. I'm like, what the fuck? Why does it take this long? Okay. Yeah, because the entire like first like ten minutes is a setup for like the little deus ex machina near near for the keys at the end i'm just like why do they do this literally every time they would cut to like the first game with chris like it was so enthralling and actually like interesting because he like it was intense like there were times where he was getting swarmed and it was really scary but then it cuts back to like 
Claire and Leon and Irons, and it's just like they're not doing anything. They're like staring at zombies. They literally, they literally are just like, what the fuck's going on? They're like, oh man, we should probably go. Yeah. And they like wait 15 minutes before the zombies break down the door and they're like, oh, we should probably leave now. Yeah. And then they fucking walk slowly away. It's <laughs> so fucking dumb. And then they stop when they hear them and like, we <laughs> hold back and like, God, just keep going. They're not going to catch up to you. What are you doing? Or close the doors. What are you? <laughs> and then it's just. Oh my god, I'm about to go to rant, but like there were 15 times, like I don't like doing this, but like in the middle of the movie, I, I turn next to you and I'm like, okay, 15 times have happened where zombies literally they've got them, they've they grabbed them, but they don't they, they don't try to they attack don't, or bite. They don't bite them. They just like go up to their face like, Arr. and like literally there was a part where like yeah, irons died like 15 times in this movie. I'm saying 15 a lot for some reason, but irons died. There were multiple times where he was about to die. Yeah. The dog specifically, Mo. I'm spoiling this, but there's a the dog bit. I'm like, the dog was like there. He had him. It's done. It's over. And he like he lets him get up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> this yeah, is, that, that part was dumb. Yeah. I, I feel like he's he's kind of like the person who was gonna die anyway because he's got no per. He, well, he's he's a side character, obviously. It's like, I mean, like, and he really came up, we saw. He, he died in a more, like, interesting way. Uh, yeah, audio's looking really weird there. How's that? Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Apologies about that. The uh, audio was going crazy. Uh, yeah. All right. Coolio. Coolster. Whoa. Uh yeah, but like like he he died anyway. That's fine. He died more interesting than like inside Resident the game, I guess. Yeah, I mean he had a much more interesting death, and in, in two remake he had a much more interesting death too. Yeah. But yeah, at this point it's just he gets killed by liquor, and the like <laughs> there was like no point for the liquor to show up. I mean it's just like oh look at these cool CGI monsters. Yeah. And I'm just like yeah they're kind of cool, but they're very poorly composited and lighted because like it looks because the liquor is very shiny. Obviously, it's a very goopy sort of like sticky looking monster yeah so like all the little like reflections don't look well inside the lighting because like it's not that bright you know it's very dark you wouldn't get that many reflections on the skin slash like yeah. monster thingy uh-oh um uh mr x yeah you really should have just yeah you really should start uh just uncoiling it because that's probably the reason why yeah, but like like you said, like I do think they should have like separated these two two like storylines into two separate movies, where you kind of have the first one just be Resident Evil one, and then sort of like mix mix the second film to be Resident Evil two and three. Because it doesn't really make any sense for like Jill to be in this movie because we kind of focus more on Chris anyway. So you could kind of like do like oh Chris and. Uh, Wesker and Jill go off and when they split up. So, like, they do, like, the little split up thing like Scooby-Doo, whatever. Much better. Or not. Or not. What is that? Your box is just broken. How is it? Okay. Are we good now? Probably. 
Um, but yeah, what so it's, it's one of those things where it's like you can do the whole entire Jill Wesker split up thing where it's just kind of like you kind of move forward that way. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you just let it sit down for a while and stop moving forward. That's what I guess not. Well, it's like there's audio. It keeps picking up audio for some reason. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's like, like interference, like this kind of thing. Because there's more of a cord issue, I think. I think you need to get a different, different cord. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's like the Wesker and like the jail thing. You definitely could split it up and then move right along to the entire thing of just like, okay, focus on uh, Chris. Uh, who was the other guy? Uh, it was Leon. Oh, no. Uh, Chris. Uh... Vic. Wesker. West, Chris Fred, Wesker and, like, the other forgettable guy. Well, what would have helped, I think, the fucking... Just, yeah, just, just leave it there. That's fine. Alright. Uh, I think what would have helped is probably the, uh, just having Mr. X. It, like, if we were to do... I don't think you need a... I don't think you need a, bet, like, a villain, you know? I think they should do, like, a... Like, just a betrayal story and keep it simple for at least for, like, the Chris storyline. Yeah. Then you move into, like, the whole entire, like, thing. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, you're saying definitely for sure, like, keep one, keep them separated. So, like, have the have the Chris line, storyline be, like, one whole movie with them and the Alpha team going in. But then for the sequel, absolutely put Mr. X in there. Just have, a, yeah. like, a full-on villain. But, dude, like, seeing Alpha team go in there and just seeing them get ripped to shreds was, like, actually the terror. was actually scary. And I was like, that's cool. But, yeah, it's... They fucked it up. <laughs> and they, they, they fuck it up in terms of sequels, because, like, after this, they can't do anything realistically. Yeah. In I, terms of, like, based on gameplay, because, like, 4 is just Leon, but you need Ada Wong in that mix to make the connection there. Yeah. You can't do... You can't really do... Veron the only thing you can do is code Veronica. Yeah. Because they bring the Ashford twins in near the end of the movie yeah, speaking as a of reference. Like, speaking of stuff that only the fans would know, I mean, like, no one who's, who's like, who doesn't understand, even even people who've only played, like, the mainline games, like, or doesn't doesn't go in that deep, wouldn't really understand, like, what the twins are. Yeah, like, they'd be like, what the fuck's going on? What are these... And the fucking smile at the end. This guy's a fucking weirdo. Oh, that was so weird. Yeah. So weird. It's just the way they cut it. So like, I guess, like, the main villain of this story, besides Wesker, is the... William si Birkin. William Birkin. So it was unclear to me that that was William Birkin. I mean, I had an idea, but I wasn't really sure. And the way he's introduced... It's, it's very poor. Very strange. He gets introduced early on. And then he disappears throughout the entire rest of the movie. I blank on, like, the majority of the things that happen in this movie. Yeah, he, he like, he, William Birkin is not there at all for the majority of William this. William Birkin shows up for five seconds, leaves with his family, and then we have shit with Claire. And the stuff with Claire is, like, what? And, like, the stuff with him, with the, definitely the weakest part is, like, the stuff with Claire, Leon, Irons. Well, that, but it's just, overall, there's too much going on. I think the biggest part of this is that there's too much going Absol on that we can't really effectively learn or keep track of these characters. Absolutely. It, like, everything makes sense when you know what the fuck's going on, like, behind the scenes, like, in the game, right? Yeah. Because you know, you have that knowledge already. But as someone who never seen the movie, like my dad, for example, the game's example, is just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why are these things, like, there? There's a very large gap in logic 
in terms of like just like story yeah. pinpoints of like these beats are just not falling not hitting or not they're not on beat yeah it's very strange the, the decisions they made just like they definitely i get it like trying to do something different like that's understandable you don't want to make a carbon copy of the story but like that's what people got into and there's like making the decision to mix both the two of the same like it just boggles my mind why would they do one and two instead of doing two and three because well, two yes, and three, that's what I that's what I said. Two, yeah. Whereas like two and three are timeline wise are very close because they're like a day before, and then one is like ten like ten months like behind two and three story. So it's just like if you do one correctly, then you green like two and three and mix those stories together yeah. to make a second movie because those are more like intertwined. Yeah. It, they 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 happen at the same time in the same place with pretty much like the majority of the same cast and i don't yeah and then like even at that point right you could you could focus on like more of jill on the second film where it's like you we introduced her inside the first film but now we're using her as a segue to go into the more of the second and third how games. fucking funny would it be if they did like you know the thing uh, they they they're so okay Totally different dimension, right? That instead of doing one and two, they do two and three. How fucking cool would it be if Mr. X and Nemesis were in the same movie, and then all of a sudden they all run into each other like, oh shit, you're getting chased by an eight-foot-tall killer too? Huh, that's weird. And then they both bust through the wall. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> they're both fucked. Yeah. And it's, we one, just... it's one of those things too where just like, I remember the lore of like fucking Resident Evil is a hassle. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, it's like, like timeline-wise, like, like, Nemesis was there, technically, at, during 3. Yeah. And then, the, like, the couple of hours later, they drop uh, uh, Mr. X later on in the thing. Well, yeah. I, well, I guess it's one of those things where it's, like, Nemesis was ma- mostly for Star's member, and, like, the the Mr. X was mainly just to clean up, like, survivors yeah. and stuff. He, he was, he was I the think janitor. That, I think yeah. that was the deal with it. Yeah. Nemesis is a, basically a stronger version of Mr. X, because... Um, yeah, I mean, like, he, Mr. X was specifically designed not to attract too much attention because mm-hmm. he had the trench coat, the hat. The hat. And, like, he looked generally like a normal human being. But, I mean, obviously, if you saw him walking towards you, you'd be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's something. Um, but, yeah, he, and, like, they both function in a lot of different ways, too. Mr. X likes to stay in the shadows. He likes to pop out of walls and, like, get you by surprise, whereas Nemesis just straight up busts it's through just, just everything. He wants to kill you. He will stop at nothing. Stars. He does. He does. He, he will literally stop at nothing to kill you. And like that's different. And I like that kind of aspect. Um, and it'd be cool, you know, if you know, if we got like. I mean, I'm just theorizing here, but like it'd be nice if we instead of like if it was a two and three, we could like have both Leon, Claire, and Jill having to fight off Nemesis, and then like that would be kind of cool because then it'd be like everyone would be kind of referring like, how the hell is this guy still alive? Yeah. And like, like a recurring villain that's like present enough to like keep the plot moving forward. Yeah, and, and I think that's what this movie lacked was a necessary plot to keep going. It missed. It lacked like a villain. It lacked like you're saying. It, it lacked, there's it there's a lack of urgency. That's what. It, yes, that's what you're saying. It's it, a lack of urgency that doesn't make it good. There's no like. 
the goal is kind of muddled. You don't really know what they're doing. They're just kind of dragging along. They're all that's trying. They're, they're trying to escape. Like that's like, that's what I'm getting. Like they're trying to escape. I'm like okay, cool. I, that's fine. Um, and like you see that with Irons, he's trying to get out. There's a cool scene where he tries to escape and like he has to like drive away, and it's kind of cool. The playing journey. I think they spent more money on the fucking Golden Girls shot and the soundtrack fucking combined in the entire film. Yeah. Budget. And it's not like. I kind of like to see that there's there certain parts where I'm like, oh, that's a cool like perspective on it. I like that idea. But yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> and yeah, right. and also like there, there were some parts where I'm like, oh, they spent money on that scene. That's nice. Um, other times I'm like, <laughs> there's some shots like the one with the, him, like the doctor on the phone and like you see the, the family in the background. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> some things are just weirdly like angled and composited, like lighting looks weird in certain yeah. shots. Like, the ending cutscene with, like, uh, Wesker and, uh, Ada is just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why is this, like, weird angle? Oh, and Wesker. Okay. So, for the most part, the cast... boy. For the most part, the casting is not that bad. Um, I just feel like... It could be written better. They could definitely be written better. I mean, that's the whole whole movie. It's like, they could be absolutely written better. But, like... The person who plays Wesker, I forget his name. He's a phenomenal actor. I love him in Umbrella I mean, he's Academy. He's Canadian. Yeah, he's from the Umbrella Com- Academy. He's from the Umbrella. Which is kind of funny because, like, I yeah. remember, I remember hopping online. He's like, um, this actor hopping from Umbrella to Academy to Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really click. He plays like a giant, like muscular dude. He's Jack. Though. He, he's 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 Jack. And I mean, I get it. Like, he'd be intimidating to fight, but he you don't mock. They don't. Put him that way though. But, he's a little yeah, crybaby, like a little bitch boy. But the point of Wesker is like he's a he's a conniving, scheming bastard who like tricks his friends and comrades into doing what he wants, and then he'll leave you for dead. That's his whole thing: is that he's out for himself only. And I just didn't like when I saw him as the cat. I was like, no way, that's not Wesker. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like him. He's way yeah. too. He just seems like a bro, and I'm yeah, like... Yeah, he, he, they, they really kind of drag him through the mud a bit, where it's kind of like, they keep him in the dark. Well, he also is supposed to have that sort of preppy boy thing, where he's supposed to, he feels like he's superior to everybody. He's a, he's a straight-edge kind of person, where he's, it's like, he is superior to He very much has that Virgil from Devil May Cry thing, where he's just like, I'm superior. I mean, like, you guys just don't even know. Um, and it's like, I you just don't have that. Um, and uh, but every, But Claire was fine. Except, you know, she wasn't really on screen that much, even though she was, like, the main character. Um, and Chris was fine, too. He, he was played well. I think I think all the actors are fine. I really do think they should, get, they should like, be the same. Yeah. I think they just need to rewrite some of the story beats, and that's pretty much it. Cut the f- beginning. Like, cut the first, like, we were saying, Cause I, 30 Because I minutes. think the main problem is not really with the directing, nor, like, the fit, like, the camera work. It's dealing with the physical, actual writing of the story that is being dragged and dragging this movie down. This yeah. could have been easy, like a solid seven, if this actually was written properly. Yeah, and I it's mean, one of the two movies. That's like, I'm coming to realize more and more, just like writing, most important thing ever. <laughs> you know, it's like it's obvious. It could be right? the most spectacular thing in the world that you make, like cinematography wise, lighting wise, yeah. but if it's shit. People weren't going to take it seriously. And Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. The sequels weren't taken seriously because they weren't taking seriously in the beginning. Yeah, even the prequels. Like, the prequels at times look beautiful, but the story was just so, so bad. unappealing and boring that I was just like, who cares? Um, 
yeah and it's like if you don't if there's not really like clarity to your story and if things just don't make sense and aren't engaging no one's gonna care you know yeah but it's it's one of those things where it's just kind of like make this two movies that that probably be fine keep all the actors the same and just make it like sort of not beat for beat the same as the games but like structure wise you need to keep it similar enough because the game game story like if you follow it loosely by the plot it makes sense but when you dive into it it gets messy yeah so you kind of want to be above the water but you also want to be able to touch it yeah and i think that yeah man it's just a bad movie it's just a bad movie like a lot of characters that are very popular this year it's like leon gets fucking hosed in this movie like, it's not to say he was portrayed badly, because I do like that he gets portrayed, like, as a rookie cop, and that's fine. That's, that's fine. It makes sense. But it's like, they make him so dumb in this he movie. He is literally the punching bag for, like, every single thing. Yeah, everyone fucking rails on him. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and I get it. It's kind of funny if, like, it starts out like that. And he does get better as the movie goes on, but it's like, okay, but he's not that dumb that he doesn't know how to shoot a gun. Like, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like one of those things where it's like, you kind of see, like, him become, like, from... Leon from uh, Res Two to Res Four. Yeah. With like, but Res Four like had him do CIA training, which is different. Yeah. But, like you still see like kind of the same attitude and like kind of like sort of one-liners near the end. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's He's how like, that's yeah. how Leon's kind of supposed to be doing it at near like the end of the movie because it's supposed to be like that kind of action, kind of like stupid like, ah, mm-hmm. where's everybody going? Bingo. Yeah. Sadler, you're small time. You know, it's just like stuff like that. You're like, he I turns know. into a cheesy action hero. You love it. She's kind of dumb. Yeah, and, uh... I mean, like... And it's... You know, on the visual side, it's like, there's so many shots that are, like, look good. Like, potentially, like, they look good. Like, the shot of the town and the zombies walking in the distance. That's neat. Um... And just seeing... <sighs> certain shots lit up was really cool. Stuff of the orphanage. Oh, yeah, and the deus ex machina... Weird. The, the weird Liz Trevor, whatever her name was, is kind of just, like, weird in what? general just because, like, she's only in the beginning because she needs to be there at near the end for this one scene. Yeah. And I'm just like, if she's only there for that one scene, you could rewrite it and erase her. I'm going to say it right now. If the worst part is absolutely, like, the Resident Evil 2 stuff. The stuff with the orphanage. If you cut out the RE2 or- stuff, stuff, the orphanage, you would have, like... A decent short special. You probably would have like a TV movie. Yeah, a TV movie, Resident Evil, where it's like forty minutes, an hour, an hour and ten. Yeah, and like cut out some of the bits at the end, or maybe just yeah, you know what? Just have them show up at the end. Maybe- Honestly, I think I might, I might take my take the copy and just re-edit it, just to be the Resident Evil one stuff, and see how it actually flows. Yeah, because I'm-, I'm very curious, like how actually this would be well done if it was just the Resident Evil one in terms of like making sense. Yeah. And then just rewrite the ending and kind of say, okay, this is what happens. You still get the portrayal with Wesker. You still, like, if you, if you were to include the stuff, like, at the beginning with Irons giving him the order to go out, then, like, after the helicopter scene, like, at some point you were to integrate that, then bam, you already have the, you have the interesting opening, you have, then you have the reason for them going in. And then everything in between just flows naturally. And then that explains the part where Leon comes back at the end and kind of happens with Claire. Um, yeah, and it just all makes sense. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, fuck me. <laughs> Dude, this movie is all it's over the place. It's bad. It's very bad. But, you know, I mean, I like to make fun of it, so it's not the worst movie. If you're drunk and you have time to spare, watch the movie, because you, you probably have a far better time. Take a shot every time someone could have died by a zombie bite. Take a sh- take a shot every, t- every time someone says fuck. Yes. Because I know, because, all right, in their, in their defense as devil, Devil's Advocate, they were going to get the hard R rating anyway. Yeah. So they might as well say fuck as many times as they want. I mean, like, I get it. There's the people... I would say fuck a lot in that situation, but, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of other curse words in the English vocabulary. I, I, I can think of a few others. <laughs> All right. This but is, uh, yeah. But some characters, like, it's fine if, like, some characters say fuck a lot. Like, that That would be fine, but... The majority or Jesus of the, Christ or something like that. Yeah, or the, but the majority of characters are like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's very... It's very the, the very... The dictionary they use for cur- cursing is very limited to... The F word. Yes. <laughs> they need they, they need they need the curse word guy. They need a cur- they need they need a broaden horizons. They need a good old sailor to come in and be like, all right, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> he just lists off profanities. It, yeah, it's also one of those things where it's like it's just the word fuck. They just say that. Yes. And it's just like it's not like oh, are you fucking kidding me? No, it's just like oh fuck. Yeah. That's it. There's no like actual like commentary to that. They just say fuck for the fuck of it. Mm-hmm. Fucktacular. Um, yeah. Um, but... Well, I've been... Other media, I mean... You haven't seen Cowboy Bebop remake, have you? I, I... The, not the remake, the live-action version. Oh, live-action, yeah. Thank God they canceled that show. I... haven't watched it. I knew... I just... I wasn't... It's just, like, you can't do anything like that because there's no personality to it because the whole entire personality is the animation. My... Okay. So... When it comes to remakes of animation, live-action remakes... I'm always come down to this thing where it's like, if they do it, if they change anything, it's a 50-50 toss. Because some people will like it, but most people will dislike that you've changed it. And if you make a carbon copy of it, then most people will hate it because... It's not the same. It's the exact same story, but it's worse because it's not animated, which was the point that people liked it a lot. Because there were certain things that were enhanced by it when it was animation. So... You're in a lose-lose situation. Yeah, basically. so I, I do think this is a, one of the worst properties to try to adapt. Yes. Just because there's just so much, so. like, already established stuff, you can't do much with it. If this was just a live-action movie, I, I'd say, fuck it, that's fine, I don't care, yeah. it's a one-off movie, but it's a TV show. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, they just literally made a shot-for-shot remake of Cowboy Bebop. They shouldn't have done that. They should have at least just, like, said, made a shorter version of it, like, cut out, like, some filler parts and just made it all important. Yep. Just keep, keep it trucking along, it'd be fine. If they presented it like a, like a, yeah, you're saying a movie, it would work out fine. They had the budget for that. It's just like, I think the cinematography is just ugly. It's set design yeah. is just ugly. Dutch angles everywhere. Like from, from just what the I've color seen, is just like everything's either yellow, blue, pink, oh or my, that's that's and, and that's oh it. Oh my god, the writing. The, what I've heard, okay, it's bad. <laughs> it's very campy, and that's the thing I don't think everyone wanted it to be was just yeah. camp. It. So one line always sticks out to me and that's the you are black and you are male line that was that's such a stupid okay so i'm about to reiterate this is not me but this is the, this is a little line i heard from the show word for word uh so i believe it was uh what was his name again metal arm jet jet so jet is talking to a lady i'm not sure who that is and he says that sounds like blackmail and later responds damn right it is or, or damn right 
because you are black and you are male or something like that. And I'm like, oof. It's like, it's like, what was this written in the 80s? Like, oh come on. Oh my god, what the fuck was that? That was really bad. Oh, dude, what the fuck? And then I saw the ending bit with, um, uh, what's his name? The kid with the hair. Oh, Ed. Ed, yeah. Oh, this is like the fucking final episode, oh, isn't it? Because they bring Ed in the last episode. I was like, it. they really wanted to do a sequel, like a sequel, second <laughs> series. And I'm like, you're not getting this because this is going to perform so poorly. Dude, instead of like, in their minds, I bet they're like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to have the last uh, crew member of... of the <laughs> Bebop come the in. Bebop. That was the nail in the that coffin. killed it for me. I was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> like, Well, even then, I was like, I'm not going to watch it. But I was like, okay. <laughs> then I'm like, I'm definitely not watching this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm sad that... I mean, I'm, I'm sorry for the people who worked on it that... Got to cancel. It's like production is fine. It's just that everything like creatively was very, very s- bad. And I'm and I'm kind of also really annoyed that what they did to um, the character who was in like the trans character who had the uh, chest of a woman but had like the pretty much the body of a guy. Remember? I don't know. I don't remember. He was. Oh, okay. Well, he was like a major character in like a two part series when they were on like the Frost Planet or whatever. Probably. And. I forgot his name, damn it. Uh, but he was super important. And, like, they ma- they transformed him into, like, an ex-soldier who, like, worked alongside Vicious and got portrayed by him into just a barkeeper at, like, that restaurant or whatever they go to a lot of times. Was he working at 7th Heaven with I, Tifa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's an ex-soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a- Sephiroth! <laughs> Sephiroth! Uh, who, who's played by the guy who plays... Uh, <laughs> Wesker in the, in the Resident yeah. Evil movie. <laughs> um, but no, there's just a lot of characters got changed that I'm like, I don't like the uh, the changes they made to them. And... So the changes were dumb, they were bad, and they needed to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I would say is just you need to stab this in the heart and lessons be learned, don't make your live-action adaptations ever again, unless it's a movie. Yeah. Because live-action movies, it's understandable of like why you need to cut stuff. But in a TV show... It's one of those things where it's just like you have the time and the money to take care of it, so you should do it. What? Yeah, because I mean, like I remember we watched the um, assassination classroom live action movie, mm-hmm. right? We yeah. watched that one. It was pretty decent for the budget because they knew what they're working with and budget wise. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, it's like, why not just watch the show? Exactly. It's why? one of those things where like why not watch the show? It's like there's big names like John Cho and stuff, but it's kind of like why bother? In my opinion, because like even like John Cho is like an okay actor. He's just like he's not the same sex appeal as Steve Steve Bloom or Steve Blum. Mm-hmm. Like there's no sex. It's like fine body wise, but like there's no emotionally. He's very disconnected to the entire performance, kind of. I think more so here than in Japan. There's a major problem, or like a major mind. It's getting changed now. It's getting better, but the mindset that animation is for kids. Or for just, you know, just, it's not for, like, adults. It's very limited. Like, that's just a very... Well, like, it's also based on, like, history-wise well, yes. of, like, because industry. Of, because of Disney, because... Warner Brothers, um, Looney Tunes, that kind of stuff. DreamWorks, you know, it's they, they centered it around children and stuff like that. But you have to understand, also, like, Disney did a lot of stuff that was also very intense. Like, 
think Snow, Snow White, White was, was like one of the first ones. It was like, yeah, it had actual death on camera. Yeah, it had death on camera. It had tr- scary moments to it. Um, Fantasia had some really fun. Like, Night on Ball Mountain was crazy. Um, but, you know, it's just because of, I guess, people just getting so used to cartoons for kids and stuff like that. Just in that mindset, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to watch it. I'm an adult. And it's like, that's just, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I, I, I mean, I've, I've had this conversation plenty of times. Because it's, it's one of those things where it's just like the animated industri- animation industry, like, for at least adult animation-wise, that's not, like, pornographic or whatever, didn't really, like, sprout up until, like, the 90s with King of the Hill. Because, yeah. like, King of the Hill was, like, one of the first adult-oriented animated series like, it, like I mean, it was pretty, like, life lesson-based, like, Full House and whatnot, but, like, it was more, like, in terms of, like, geared of, like, like, commentary and, like, kind of stuff was geared towards, like, adults in terms of just, like, audience-wise. Yeah, I mean, like, stuff like The Simpsons, Family Guy, King of the Hill, as you were saying, adult animation for comedy, I think, really helped in a lot of ways because it was something that adults could connect to and... Like, it was just, instead of joking about, like, basic stuff, like, ha-ha, fart jokes or uh, funny whatever stuff, it was now <laughs> English. Terrence and Philip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and But now it was more just, like, relatable things, you know, just, like, stupid mundane stuff that adults have to deal with every day. Um, and they connect with that on a, on a level, and I think it's much more impactful that way. And it really helped just people realize, like, oh, yeah, I can relate to this. Uh, as an adult rather than just like it being about a fantasy genre and like being in a separate world or about fuzzy animals teaching moral lessons it's like oh i can relate to this much more yeah um and yeah and then like nowadays we're getting independent creators uh like patreon stuff like yeah like busy pop and kickstarter um, whatever other kickstarter stuff that just online that people show like we love animation and we want to express it in our own series and show that, you know, we can do mature content like this um, on animation itself without having any live action. Yeah. And I love on, I, I kind of, I kind of consider, like, like, Hasbun Hotel, like, and, like, um, and Hell of a Boss kind of smut, but then again, it's kind of like, that's kind of like the dipping the audience into, like, what, like, Hell would be like, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's their own version of it. I, yeah. I, I... I you know, it's the creative license. It's their idea of it, and I'm and I like it. You know, I mean, I'm a big fan of world building, and uh, this is an interesting world for me. <laughs> I, I enjoy it, but I can understand like why some people are just kind of like it's heavy on the like sexual jokes, and it can be a bit just kind of vulgar in that sense. Or yeah. it's like, but it, yeah, also understandably that kind of works for the theme because they are in hell and people are just straight fucking weird there. Or just evil. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it works because like that's like the whole entire shtick. Yeah, because people don't care. They're already in the, like, They're the worst in, like, place. The worst places of like that overall. Ever. Yeah, they, they can't get any worse than there's that. There's no like there's no lower bar legitimately. Yeah, there's they no they've hit rock bottom and that. it sucks. You know, yeah, and so I feel like that works fine. Once again, smart and clever writing. You know, just making sense there. That's how you. That's where you want to use fuck a lot. You know, <laughs> exactly. Because people just you know don't care and like and it's fun too because then you get scenes where people who are genuinely nice or like actually have a or intelligent just kind of stick out a lot more and it's like it breaks the mold and it's like very interesting to see like how those people were able to end up there 
kind of like how Moxie or Millie ended up there, even though they're, yeah. they're super nice. And I guess like because they were born there, they're but, they're imps. Imps are I yeah. think imps are born there, but like the people who like the old man who died, yeah, like, those are people who are sent to hell. That's, That's right. the difference. They're, they're like, all the imps souls, are yeah. imps are, are created in hell, but like the, all the souls who kind of like die or go down there are look different yeah that's kind of interesting when you look at that so yeah then you have that sort of interesting spark in your head like oh man i wonder how the whole system even works and then you start spiraling so yeah i mean to summarize i think that uh we're in a golden age now where independent creators can make their own content and explore it through animation and i think animation is the perfect medium for that because it's just all you need is a piece of paper and a pencil yeah a lot of pieces of paper or a tablet and a digital pencil yeah and the thing about that, too, is just kind of, like, everything swings in a fucking pendulum, so give or take, like, by 2030, the network's gonna pick up on this and be like, oh, we could do this ourselves and, like, make the yeah. same amount of money, like, independently for, like, streaming services, so everything's gonna move to that. Then people are gonna be like, we don't want this anymore, and then move to the next big thing. And that's the thing that is with this industry, is that it always ebbs and flows and, like, kind of yeah. rotates every once in a while to kind of do this. Because, like, I remember, like, for, like, from the 2000s, 10 onwards, everything is more puppet-based animation and more Toon Boom-based Yes. in yeah. terms of, like, creation. Because a lot of times, what they would do originally, the keyframe animators would send all their illustrations to Korea. Korea would color, color, and then in between for everything. Mm. That kind of stuff. And then do all the camera directions, and now and they would send them back, and then they'd be composed, composited into, like, a like foot, uh, into film and digital video the near the end of it because that's what Teen Titans was it yeah. was all it was pretty much hand-drawn animation and it was really good the original Teen Titans at least and then they sent it to Korea they did everything else they used the Korean magic to color and whatever <laughs> they sent it back and then it gets produced and it's one of those things where it's like yeah it makes sense and what how they do this in terms of like production yeah. costs and like timeline that makes sense and yeah I mean works yeah, <laughs> it works like, it works for a large scale company yeah like and also like for example like disney plus like we don't know where this like they're doing some time rendering then like the disney twisted wonderland or whatever they're just leasing they're just putting out money on the table like netflix to yeah. for studios which is fine that's fine yeah. like that's fine to do it's just like they're being their studios being paid and like i hope they get paid enough and they do like have some rights to like kind of like merchandise and like kind of mm -hmm. gain money after the fact because that's the big thing is, like, what people don't understand is that once you, like, do, like, a production, right, you don't really see that much royalties. No. Once you, because, like, in the terms, like, you should be paid up front in terms of goods and services. That's what they did. Well, yeah. well that's what they usually, that's what they usually do, right? Mm -hmm. You were paid for whatever, how many frames you draw. You don't really receive anything after that because that's really up to the company to distribute and make money on that afterwards. Well, that's what I also find interesting about this sort of stuff, like independent works and stuff by these uh, up-and-coming animators, is like they don't have to rely on a studio; they could just post it on platforms like YouTube. And I, you know, and I, and for wondering who Vizzy Pop is, is like she came. Grounds. Yeah, I mean, she she wanted it to be on a big studio, but then they made they wanted to make changes to the story and stuff. Because like it's that. one of those things where it's like they need a do like a wide net as possible because yeah of obviously cash reasons right yeah and they want to hit the largest market they can but she was like nope i'm good and yeah so and for and you know it's risky but 
they made out pretty dang well. I mean, it's one of those things where they have more control over like merchandising and money and yeah. like how much production is actually put into it. They also and that's really the thing. good with that merchandising too, by the way. Just with Tobar, Tobar, Tobar. They yeah, they, so they, they do really good with uh, merchandising too because they do update videos and stuff. They like do that. update videos on like what they're doing and like like black shit. Like they they're very in your face. Like oh. You're still more doing a cool voice doing that song. It's like, yeah. And like, even for like like other stuff like for Oni Place, like Lyle, he does a lot of the voice work for like their commercials and yeah. stuff. So it's kind of like because like he already has control of like whatever assets and like things. So it's easier for him to do it because he has his own recording stuff. Tomar, take my merch. <laughs> yeah. Take my money, Tomar. Take my money. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like they're recognizable to the to their audience, and that's what they really are doing. They're they're hard, they're targeting their hardcore audience. Because yeah. the only hardcore people are going to buy their merch, and that's really smart of them to do. Because instead of like having like a lo- like a large like like uh, net, because like one like person who might be interested in might buy the one little T-shirt, but the person who's like really hardcore into the series will buy every single T-shirt. So that's what one person spent twenty dollars versus one person sixty dollars. And I mean, like, they have a variety of stuff, too, which helps, too. Like, they've got pins, shirts, yeah, posters. Yeah, dolls and whatnot. And, like, people... And I know for a fact that the people who don't want to spend too much will definitely buy, like, a pins or something like that. Those are perfect, because you don't want to be, like... You know, I can understand, like, if you don't want to spend too much money, and, that, like, that's a nice little out, too. Um, and it's cool, because they also give, like, small post updates, and, like, yeah. almost sold out. 60% sold out. Fully sold yeah. out. And you're just kind of like, oh, man, I want to get on it. And, uh, you know... I mean, big companies do it too, and it works out great. Um, yeah, and I think it's important managing both the creative aspect, like we've talked about before, and the sort of business aspect of it, where it's just like you want to make money. That is the objective. That's uh, the end. That's how you sell your idea to a company. Uh, yes. This is how projected sales are going to be in terms of like marketing and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like what kind of characters can we. Market, market and like that kind of stuff yeah, yeah like who, and who's got the selling factor yeah you know? like it's like what makes me money who's cute who's cool how can we portray them in different ways how can we sell them on t-shirts and stuff like that and you just kind of got to be like can i relate to this character enough to buy them you know yeah um and and you know i mean they have a great style and a big help for that is the style of the show right i mean it's, it's very cartoonish it is cartoonish it's very uh colorful and bright and the characters look nice and um you know they're very just it's easy to draw yeah it's very shape-based very very shape-based and slim and just easy yeah easy to animate too yeah because like literally from my point of view it's just like oh yeah like their arms are just like triangles like very sloped triangles i was like yeah it makes sense yeah totally it's easy to draw like overall like that's what, like, my drawing tips are. It's just like, yeah, if you're going to do animation, make your character as, like, simple as possible body-wise because you're going to be drawing that body over and over again. They've got a very um, rubber hose kind of feel to the to their arms, like, their bodies, too. Just kind of have that sort of, like, they don't really, like, have, like, a straight bend a lot of the time. It's very curved. Yeah, yeah, I see that. But like, in certain, at, certain at, shots, at, it's different. shots, it's very pointed and angry. Yes, being like, yeah. Like, you know that the shot where, like, before they go, like, why? Yeah. That's the kind of shot where it's just kind of like everything's kind of bent and like everything has like a consistency feel to it. Yeah, and it and also kind of goes into the thing of hell being just like random and shit and doesn't really and nothing really makes yeah. sense. So it's like okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they've really hit like 
they hit the they, stride. They hit the stride, and they know their audience, and they're just building as it goes. And that's great. That's perfect, you know? And I think that it's definitely a scary thing going out on your own, not knowing if the project's going to work, which I give them tons of credit for, because I know it takes so yeah, much Yeah, because it's time. one of those things where it's like, okay, you make, you, especially for independent animation, you have to use your own money. Yeah. It's like, it, independent animation is like very much like documentary, where it's like, you need a distributor to pick up on it and make your money back. Yeah. Because that's the only way, that's the only way how. There's not a lot of like independent stuff where you can make money on YouTube, especially like long form documentary because it's a, it's a movie. You're making a movie basically, yeah. which is like an hour fifty to maybe two ten, mm-hmm. and you no one's on YouTube gonna watch the full thing. You can't really collect ad revenue on that, so you need to either sell tickets at film festivals or like in gen- like have a distributor pick it up. Because other than that, you're kind of screwed. Exactly. And so there we go. I mean, like that's why that's why the merchandising is so important. Yeah, so that's why, like, in, like it's independent. Like, you should support Patreon creators, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do like Patreon. It's nice. It's Patreon's nice. To, nice. It's nice to support it. I um. Oh damn! What was I gonna say? Uh, well, speaking of shows, I told you before. I watched. Uh, I've been watching like different creatures. Like, I've watched Amphibia recently, which yeah. was fucking phenomenal um another good another really good disney plus show molly uh, mcgee i haven't watched that yet it's good i like it uh i'm probably gonna check it out then because like i just finished uh uh sheer and the princess of power it was really good I'm, I'm, it's really really nice it's on netflix uh highly recommend it uh, that's done right no they're gonna come out with season six. Oh, they are yeah I mean, okay. I heard, like, back and forth, they're like, oh, there's going to be season six coming out. No, it's canceled. And back and forth. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was like. I kind of, like, hear very two different stories about that. We're just like, yo, it's canceled. Like, don't expect anything. Well, I'm I'm waiting till like, May. They said it's going to come out this May. So I'm like, all right, we'll see. You uh, mean, yeah, yeah, next May or whatever, we'll, next we'll, year. They say it's a hard date. I'm like, okay, well, if I see a trailer, cool. If not, then fine. Because yeah. the ending of season five seemed pretty defi- Like, there were definitely, like, loose, loose ends. Loose ends, but, like, definitively, like, this is, like, a pretty, like... You could you could absolutely wrap up the story here. Yeah. I would be fine with it. I'd be totally fine with it. So I was like, then I kind of was like, okay, cool. Um, and then I moved on to Amph- uh, Amphibia, and Amphibia is just fucking awesome. I think Amphibia is one of the best. Like, it is so cartoons of like this generation. For a while, I wanted to watch it, and I knew it was going to be good because everyone kept talking about. Yeah, it. I, I I made the decision of like instead of watching Owl House, I made the decision to watch Amphibia. I was just both like, are this really is, good. Both are really good, but I kind of like the whole kind of like. I like Amphibia more just because, like, the premise is just, like, more... It's basically a Sekai anime, but, like, just for, like, yeah. cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I and I and something that I really, really enjoy, it, uh, enjoy about it is the two-episode-per-one format. So in Amphibia, basically, they'll have, like... The A and B plots. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have two and one uh, per episode, which is cool. Uh, I really like the concept because it covers more ground in the same amount of time, yeah. which I really appreciate. And they get straight to the point of certain stuff. It's like more or less done. And that's and, why I kind of prefer because like, I kind of prefer like more shorter, like brief, like, okay, I can watch you 50, like half this episode right now, do something else, come back to the other half yes, later. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. And I love it too because it's like you think like, oh, but then they won't have enough time to flesh out the characters. Nope. They'll have even more time because yeah. like it covers more ground and it like, in terms of like situations and stuff. Yeah. And like characters, there are times when characters like something happens and they do spend multiple episodes to kind of flesh it out a little bit. Like it doesn't, it's not in your face too. It's just in the background and characters have to work on it. Yeah. You just kind of realize it happens. Like, yeah. And gradually, Holy shit! The endings of these seasons are so good. It's like unbelievable too. Um, 
And for the first season, I was like, okay, so we're just setting the tone. We're trying to understand the world. We know the, who the characters are and like how this world functions and the, and the sort of the style of the story. And I think for what it is, season one's really good. Um, especially the ending is really strong. Uh, but then season two just fucking goes ham and then kicks it out of the park, uh, especially with the ending. Um, I got spoiled on one certain thing that happens. Oh. Um, oh, you just finished second season? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. second season is, is a bit rough at the end. I was like, oh my god. It got fucking it got dark. Real. It got real, <laughs> real fast. I was like, okay. I didn't know about the, you know... Um, yeah. So, but I did know about... But they went blooper saying. Yeah. And, yeah, dude, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? I was like, oh, wow. They really do, like, the whole, like, fucking Super Saiyan transformation in the end yeah. of season two. Yeah. And I was like, well, cause, dude, like, every time I saw, uh, you know, What's-Her-Face or, you know, Marcy, uh, yeah. and I was like, when's it gonna happen? Because I yeah. already knew it's, like, when... It's, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of, like, not necessarily of, like, how. It's, like, no matter of when. Yeah, and I'm like, I just dreaded it. Because the more, the more I like the... The more time I got to like the character, and I was like, like, oh, God. That's the thing. It's, like, you need, like... That's the thing. Is like you need to have time to bond with these characters to understand, like, how they're changing, like, why they're changing, like, how yeah. they think in the first place. That's what, like, there's an evil movie we did very poorly. I was like, I don't know, I can't really bond to anyone because there's too many people. Yeah, there's too much stuff going on. Because Especially, like, if you have, like, a very, like, tight cast, like, Amphibia does, like, you have, okay, you have the four main characters, Grandpa. Yeah. You got um, Hop-Hop, Sprig, Sprig, Polly, and, like, Polly. and, and, then, and then occasionally some other fake and then character. And the, 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 plus, the, the plus one wheel character yes. for the episode. You could switch that out with pretty and much And then that's anyone. a rotating cast member that you bring in and out constantly, and then yeah. story-wise, if you need to bring, like, update their story, you could do that you one... Switched, you switched, yeah. Just, you could do that one episode the next time, then you then you still have half, half an episode to write for something normal. Yes. And I will say, I do... In season one, I was kind of, like, disappointed that we didn't get more on Sasha, just to learn more about her character, but we did get a couple times to see her. I feel, I feel like Sasha was a bit rushed. Yeah. In terms of just, like, general generally but like i feel like it's fine because their story is very kind of basic it is it's it's very like it's mean a, girls-esque it's less it's a, a lesser version of katra's story and in, in like the shira thing because like her story like katra's is much more tragic i feel like than sasha sasha's just like she wants to like have control over everything whereas katra is more she's like she got a fucking terrible childhood and like is scarred by it um uh, and that's the thing. It's... I feel like you're comparing two different characters there. Where yes. it's kind of like the reason why Sasha's like this is just because like they're, they they play the arch nemesis. Yeah, and she's just kind of like just a mean girl kind of thing. Where yeah. it's just kind of like she's just a top, like top dog. Yeah, and like she needs to be top dog she, constantly. She's the rival to the main character. They're like the rivals to the main character because they know each other from when they were so, kids. Because they both yeah, and like both. Catra and Sasha know the main, their respective main characters when they were kids, and then it kind of makes that tragic thing. But we have more time to spend with Catra than we do with Sasha, and that's why I feel like you, season you, one... You could gravitate towards more at, yeah. towards Catra as a character. Yes. But it, I, I think just, like, explaining, like, Sasha is just, like, just, like, why she's like this. Because, like, yeah. you don't really want to be attached to this character because... I don't, and that's the thing about writing, too, is, like, I don't think the writers wanted you to be attached to this character because she is technically a horrible friend and a horrible person yeah. in general. Because she's just rude, mean, and controlling. And that's the thing that they don't want you to do. They don't want you to grab to her. While oh, yeah. I catch this per- personality case, like, they want you to make you feel bad to relate to her. Yes. And that's the thing. It's just like, in sort of writing, it's like, you need to pick and choose, like, who do you want your yeah. audience to kind of idolize slash, like, belong with. Yeah. And, it, and it's 
Yeah, and I totally agree. Yeah, and I think that the decision they made with just focusing on Anne's like change into being a better person because Anne at the beginning of the show, was, she's kind of just like kind of a bit selfish, well, but then she was yeah because she was very much influenced by Sasha. She yeah. was she was like she's like oh well I'm. I gotta be selfish because everyone else is selfish. But then yeah. it's like, then she learns. She's, she's more of like, kind of like the sheeple, kind of like, this is how the world works. Yeah. But then her view is flipped upside down and then she changes. That's kind of the thing, that just general writing aspect. And can I just say, I fucking love the comedy in this show. Oh, it's, it's like top tier. It, it's so it's so good. great. It's like, <laughs> I will never unsee that. Or yeah. like just scenes where they just like, okay. And then they just like, it's a pause. And then nothing. I, remember, I remember watching the one where it's just like, um, they go to like the robot factory. Hop Hop was just getting a tied of thing. And she's like, yeah. and it's just like, he gets like, you, you, you dress in the shower room. He's like, yeah, take your time. I, and then yeah, like, it's like, stop stop her. Her. It's like, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> okay, never mind. Hurry up. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Oh fuck! It's so funny, and like there are times where it's like a character knows what they're doing is a terror, like a really just selfish thing, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and like they don't care. Oh, it's so funny. Just like they acknowledge what they're doing is wrong, and they know it's yeah, gonna be like they a know whole... it's wrong, but like they do it, they do it anyway. The fact that they acknowledge like the moral tropes and all these like shows, it's like okay, we know, but we're still gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. But and, yeah, watch Amphibia. Good it's, show. It's so good. Yeah, it's... It, yes, it's very good. And, I mean, once again, it's like... I know they're probably going to end it on the third season. I think, um, the, yeah, because they, cause they might... Because they, I know they're this is, like, the final season, I think. Cause like, yeah, because it's Disney+. Plus. Well, so. no, it's not just as Disney. It's just, like, the story-wise, like, okay, she's back to her own world. Yeah. Because, like, the first, the first kind of season was kind of like a day, slice of life kind of thing. Until mm-hmm. they got to, like, the end of the, sec- the first season. And once, then the second like, season was more geared towards, like, finding the actual way back home. Then, once they get back home, it's, like, story act structure-wise, like, this is the final act. And, like, they're yeah. going to, like, tie it all together somehow. Uh, you could definitely have another... You could definitely, like, string out another season if you wanted to. Because there is, like, a bigger... There, are a couple, there, there, there is, is a, a bigger, bigger villain in the, in the back that yeah. you know is going to do something. But it's, like, they, there's a lot to unpack still. Because um, I don't know how far into the third season there are. They, I, I think, I think, they're, I think they're only in ten episodes in right now. Yeah, and there's, uh, I think it was like twenty-four. There's, oh, there's gonna be twenty-four. Okay, I don't know. There's I don't usually know. twenty episodes. Twenty, like, yeah, but like I would say twenty-four is like the standard, like maximum for a TV show. If they, so it's twenty. There was twenty for the first season, twenty for the second season. So maybe they maybe will just do twenty, maybe twenty-one, like at they, the end. Yeah, like, if they wanted to extend up. it, add another like five, four episodes. Because I, I think like five, finale episode would probably be like a one large big bang kind yes. of thing. Cause that's. that's that's what I would say as, like, a marketing aspect for, like, Disney would do. It's like, okay, make this into, like, either a uh, one-hour-long event or just half-hour yeah. TV. And what's cool is that, like, having that double episode standard uh, being as it is, and then, like, it, it makes it all the more dramatic when all of a sudden it's, like, one episode. Yeah. And you know something big is going to go down story-wise, and you're like, oh, shit, here we go. Um and that's really cool. Uh, but it's usually saved for, like, the halfway point, the beginning, or the end. Yeah. Um, that's fine. I mean, but it's, yeah, it's, right now, it's very much, uh, they're, I think they just came out with another five. So that was, that. now that they still have ten, so they just came out with another five. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming they're just going to end it on this season. Because it's just, like, they it's just, like, they're, it sounds like they're going to wrap up pretty soon. I, I think from just, like, 
Twitter. It's just like they're going to wrap it up yeah. eventually. The, the the only way that I see them being able to wrap up everything story-wise is if each episode basically has something to do with the main storyline from this point on. At least like one half of it still has to connect to the main storyline. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if it doesn't, then it's like, what? <laughs> Why are we spending all this time on nothing else? Except if we have another season, then... Uh. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that they they could definitely end it on this season if they yeah. wanted to. Um, but so the only thing like for season three is just like okay they're inside the human world and then they have the fucking like FBI behind them. I think that's probably gonna be the midpoint yeah. finale kind of thing. Where it's like oh FBI is gonna understand or something like that and they're gonna yeah. Say, I was gonna say like can you just get the military? <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to like just raid the house. You could get an arrest warrant for something like this, right? Dude, like if just show them your super saiyan blue power and like yo, can we just invade and f- yeah. kill the king with your guns? <laughs> yeah. But that'd be cool. Like, it just roll roll up. Uh, Yeah. And, like, it's just so sick, dude. I I love these stories so much. And once again, it goes into the thing. It's like, it looks like a kid's show, but there are... Adult themes. There are very much adult themes and moments in the show that, like, break that mold. And it's, like, those moments where I'm like, yes! And I respect the fact that it is a kid's show. Because they do things in smart ways where it's like they could easily do the thing where it's like, fuck 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 you know like it's yeah. like vulgar stuff like that but in a kid's show you have to use smarter dialogue and writing to avert and skirt that and like you can't show gore or violence because it's one of those things where it's like as for children right it's for children yeah it's one of those things where it's like as adults will understand it but in terms of like children like you need to talk to them and not talk down to them you know yeah it's very much like the uh, noir kind of films where it's like they couldn't show super graphic violence. So, so that's they had why it's all black. Yeah, they had to infer it. They had to like hint at it. Like yeah. if someone like gets pulled off screen and you hear or like you get you sound like someone's getting or a silhouette or like someone yeah. stabbing someone or like you see a silhouette of a gun. Yeah, and bang and it'd be like ah, oh, someone got shot. Then yeah, then you get the idea. But you didn't see it. You just saw the silhouette yeah. of it. Um, and it's clever stuff like that that I have so much respect for, because I know it's like when you work on a kids show, you have to do so yeah, so much. There's so much, so much checks that you so have to do. So many things you have to be like, okay, um, so what do I have to change after five hours of work? Well, you got to move this, this, this. You got to change that. I'm like, okay. That's why I think in terms of like storytelling, it's just like when you pitch a show to a network and like a pilot, what right, and gets greenlitted, you should at least sort of like list out. The entire like first first season of like from start yeah. to finish like this well, yeah. is what I want core wise. Other than that, we could fill it in with other things that the. I would go even further to say that you should have a general understanding of what the ending is going to be. Yeah, the end. What's the end game basically? Yeah, it's like okay, well, who's like, what's the beginning? What's yeah? You know, what's the beginning, middle, and end? What, what you, what's the point of this that's the thing yeah. it's like what is the point what, what happens to the main character how does the main character grow and how does the main character resolve the ending yeah and uh what i'm hoping for amphibia is that the ending is very good because it's everything else has been fantastic so far the only thing i could say for amphibia is like everything is just fixed like marcy does not have to move away sasha learns humility yeah and well and it's kind of sort of arced out she's just here to kind of save everyone and yeah bring everyone back and, together and i like the fact that her parents acknowledge that she's like grown as a person which is awesome mm-hmm. and like she's actually become a great just responsible human being which is nice and yeah she doesn't really have much else i mean the fact that 
I guess like it's just she has that thing where it's like she has to do this all herself is probably her next big challenge is to learn to let stress others... and like cult uh, kind of thing. But I can't really blame her because the ending she's, of season two yeah, like, she's really like okay you ha- you have a gift of a god now so it's kind of like there's a lot on your table. Well, it's like also like she got betrayed by like two people she had total faith in mm-hmm. like in a row like first Sasha and then and yeah. it's like what the fuck? like I don't trust anyone now. Uh, oh, and then she got portrayed by Hop Pop a long time ago because yeah. of the fucking box. So it's like, okay. Um, but yeah, it's like, she her storyline isn't exactly as much, like, interesting as, say, Sasha. The other, yeah, she's more of, like, the focal point of, like, She's the good episode. guy. She, yeah, exactly. She, her, her, she's always morally right. She's always basically in the morally right category. Yeah. Especially now, because, like, time has passed and she's learned. Um... I will say, like, the bit with Marcy, like, when we find out that it was, like, her fault, it was, like, Yeah, I was, like, oh, interesting. I, I was, well, like, like her, I didn't see that coming. The expressions and, like, everything that happened, I was, like, oh, my God, this is, like, emotional. <laughs> this is really yeah. screwed up. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, everything of the show is really well done, and it's just the characters are great. Even the side characters are really funny. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't, it... It almost has the Steven Universe problem where it's like I don't want to focus on these characters right now. It's like, but it's like one of those things where it's like the the reason why like the fucking one off episodes work is because they're just like one off characters. Yeah, and I was like, and I was thinking to myself like, in season two, I, I was thinking like, well, okay, but like, why? Like there was the intro sequence for season two where it's basically the same exact thing and like. It was like they showed all the like towny characters, and I was like, "Well, I mean, aren't we like leaving the town now? Yeah. So why are we going?" And then they come back. I'm like, "Okay, well, that that makes sense." But um, it's like now that they're gone, they're literally just gone. They're like they're not in the story anymore, yeah. except for like the Sasha thing, and like that's fine. But yeah, I mean, now it's just the Anne show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, like other shows, I'm kind of watching. I've been watching Hawkeye. Oh yeah, that one. I feel like that's something we should like kind of stick after we see Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Because it's one of those things. I I haven't seen Spider Man yet, and it's kind of like I'm I'm waiting to like. I'm avoiding all. I'm, I've been avoiding media. Twitter for the past like three days, like past like week and a half. Even YouTube's not really safe because I see people like, oh, it's great. I'm well, like, but that's the thing though. Like my YouTube, my YouTube feed is very different from yours because like I don't do Marvel stuff on. You're smart on YouTube because I know the YouTube is gonna be like, oh, you like Marvel stuff? Here's like a bunch of Marvel shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah. Yeah, but Hawkeye's really good. I yeah, mean, it's fun. I heard, I heard it's pretty good. I, I just want to kind of sit down and watch the rest because I've only only seen like the first. Two I got episodes. spoiled on a fucking major thing, so. Oh well, it's it's a big it's a bit of a big reveal, but I don't if it if it's who I think it is, like if it's oh, the, the actor playing the main villain, then I'm like, <gasps> that's pretty sick, and it could open up a lot of things. Yeah. But we'll see. Um. But yeah, I I. The action's great. The writing's pretty good. I didn't expect to like Hawkeye as a character as much as I did, but because he doesn't have time to shine inside the fucking movies. Because like, it's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's very just, bland, very straight to the point. Well, yeah, he's very, he's just very, just he doesn't want to be in the spotlight. He's very much just like the I'm here, you know, I'll just yeah. do my job. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of cool like little like once again like Marvel does a nice little thing of just filling in the gaps and adding little details here and there like. The opening. This is not gonna spoil anything, but there's like an opening where it's like it's a play about them. Saving oh, the, the Avengers! City in the yeah, first yeah, yeah. Movie, and it was very funny. Um, and like certain small stuff like that is always littered out throughout. Turns the story. up a searing age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I love the fact that he like 
has the, like someone asks him, like, so when did you get a hearing aid? It's like, well, and he has like a yeah. thought of all the times he got fucked up, and he's just like, eh, you know, he's happened. been around with many explosions. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure at this point. Um, um, but it, yeah, I think this is a good point to end the podcast, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening, and Merry Christmas. All right, and happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks again, and uh, see you later. Bye. Bye.